What is grief, if not love? For spoilers, podcast persevering. <laughs> oh, yeah. hey now. oh spoiler. What's grief? Good morning, good afternoon, good night. This is Spoilers Podcast, WandaVision, episodes seven and eight. We're going to cover them right here, right now. There's four of us on the pod. I'm Josh from Goshen, but let's go east to west, and everyone introduce yourself, your name, your city of origin, and tonight we're going to do, what's your favorite bit of media that WandaVision has stolen from thus far? Hmm. So, what did I say? East to East, Brett, is that you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is Brett recording out of Fort Wayne, Indiana, but born and raised in Elkhart, Indiana. Uh, I don't really... Can you give me some, like a, an example? What are we talking about Man, here? I feel like there's a wide berth here, but anywhere from I Love Lucy to... Oh, okay. Um, you could even go like with the X-Men with the whole Pietro thing. Just anything. Uh I really like the the first two. I guess I'll the 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 black and white stuff I really liked. So uh the Bewitched and the I Love Lucy I really, really dug, so I'll go with that. Cool, let's keep moving across the country all the way over to Denver. Wow. It's so far west to travel with one spoiler man leap. <laughs> um this is Pappy recording from not Denver, but Louisville. Louisville. I was going to ask Colorado. if you were back in Denver. Um, I liked the illusion, the clear illusion to Tim Burton's 2019 Dumbo, which we talked about earlier on the podcast. That was pretty cool. Let's get ready for Dumbo! And the Dick Van Dyke Show. I actually really like the Dick Van Dyke Show. I don't think it ran on Nick at Night, but... It used to be on what was that other network that was like Nick at Night all the time? Uh, TV Land. TV Land, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like when we got TV Land, that was my first exposure to it. So I wasn't as young, like more of like a young teen adolescent. But I really liked the Dick Van Dyke Show. It's a it's a really good show. Well, you love Mary, you love Mary Tyler Moore, don't you? Well, yeah, that's a that's another thing. Uh, she's a great part of that show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey now, hey now. <laughs> Let's move over to Colorado. Oh, we already did Colorado. California. California. Let's go to CCCC. California. 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 Uh, Brett, I love that you've seen The Wizard. This is Corey <laughs> recording out of Simi Valley, California. But if you must know, I was born in Oxnard, California, which is a place just as beautiful as it sounds. <laughs> it's like Oxnards. <laughs> it's not great. Uh, anyway... What I like, let's see, um, even though I didn't love episode three as much as some of the other episodes, I did quite like the um, the Brady Bunch vibes from the aesthetic of the episode. Um, even like the positioning of the stairs, except it's mirrored on the Brady Bunch, it's on the opposite side of the room. 
Um, I really like that. And then the very like oddly sterile backyard that you only see very briefly in episode three where like Wanda is being pushed on a swing, but it's that like um, the fake grass and it just looks like perfectly like the Brady Bunch backyard. So I got, I'll say that one, even though there's a few other things I like probably just as we much. Know, we know you love the Malcolm in the Middle 90s episode. <laughs> it's not a fucking 90s episode. I guy, know, right? I agree. <laughs> cool crap. <laughs> like I said, this is Josh from Goshen. Corey, I've also seen The Wizard. I love Fred Savage. I think I've oh, seen okay. about all the stuff from his catalog. Um, but that kind of ties into my answer to this question. Uh, Frankie Muniz was another really good child actor. I used to watch uh, Malcolm in the Middle in its heyday. So what, like I was in junior high maybe, and it's I like it in the show because they seem to call it out on the same level as some of these other shows, Americana classic-wise, I guess. Like I never thought of it on the same level as Brady Bunch or I Love Lucy. But it's pretty cool to think of it like that. It reminds me of yeah. just like a very specific time in my life that's kind of cool. I fucking hate that show. <laughs> I've never seen it, but like for those of you who have found my Twitter, what? you know, you know, my name is Pappy Malcolm, my Christian name, Pappy Malcolm. Um, and so people used to always go, "Hey, Pappy Malcolm in the middle," <laughs> uh, and like, okay, over and over and over Pappy. again. That's not even your real name, yes. first of all. <laughs> That yes, it is. That's well, I adopted it when I was confirmed, so it's kind of like my Catholic. Okay, fan. what the, what do you think I was called? Just take a guess. Uh, Kylo Kylo Ren. <laughs> Come I, I on, mean. <laughs> Corey Matthews. Oh, Corey Marshall. Yeah. More like Corey Matthews. Hey, Corey, where's so you Topanga? Know. Okay, you understand. Uh, Pappy might be too young to get this, but I was called uh, BK British Knights. Uh, Burger King. Do you guys remember uh, British Knights? No. I remember Burger King. The shoes. BK Knights. Oh. BK. British Knights. Yeah, so. BK Kids. Which one were you, Brett? I don't know what that is. The BK Kids. All right. Man. I just remember there was one in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> no, one of them had like a laser like sunglasses thing. Yeah. One of them was the Cyclops. One was Professor yeah. X. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't stand that Professor X with the the way he talked. Like it got way too annoying. I don't want to sound ableist here. I just I was just a kid. Sorry, guys. Logan, Logan. WandaVision episode seven. Marvel. Breaking. I think people love it. Breaking the fourth wall. I mean, mm. we're kind of tying mm. it in here. We're going X Men and back to Marvel and stuff. That True. works. True. But this this episode, breaking the fourth wall. It's kind of set up like The Office with interviews and breaking the fourth wall, like the title says. Um, Corey, I know you liked the beginning of this episode with Wanda waking up in the morning. How did you know I paused it right there? You've made like five memes, obviously (laughs) screenshotted it several times. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it's not a secret. Yeah, it's true. Um, Look, none of us minded that, Josh. It's not just me. People enjoyed it. It was an internet phenomenon. Uh, probably the best part of the episode and the very end. This, ep- this episode has two really strong things going for it. That beginning shot and then the ending reveal. Um, everything in between is uh, this is pretty much the worst episode of the series. Not that it's like unwatchable. Uh, right. It is needed to advance the story yeah, well, to some degree. But it, it's not great, is it? 
Hold on a second, yeah. Corey. No. You kind of danced around what the waking moment is. If someone hasn't seen the episode, they have no idea. Why'd you pause it? Wanda's looking good, man. She's wearing her uh, Halloween <laughs> outfit. She went to bed in it, as you know, one might do after a few too many drinks at a Halloween party. And, uh, you know, she's laying there looking like she might... I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to say anything. I don't want to make any assumptions. <laughs> we all know, okay? Part of this middle section that I guess you guys think is pretty forgettable is Vision kind of hanging around on the edge of town with Kat Dennings. Uh, Brett, do you want to take that? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, you missed it before you got here. I said I, I don't remember this episode very well. Um so I just I think he runs into Darcy. Uh, all the people that worked at Sword are all like working for a traveling circus now, and he rec- does he recognize her? Mm-hmm. Just is it does he recognize her from the past or when he walked through the red hex or the hex? Is that from, what it from was? When he walked through, there's like a little bit of like romantic miscommunication. Like we locked eyes last night, and she's like not okay. interested. That oh type yeah, of- that was pretty funny. Yeah, and uh, he ends up unhypnotizing her and she freaks out and they go on this long drive. It seems like a long drive and she kind of talks him through his whole life and how he got to where he's at. And then there's kind of, I think it was a pretty funny moment of Wanda's trying to keep him from getting home. So like all these little obstacles keep coming out of nowhere and uh, he ends up, he's like, wait, I can fly. And then he's kind of like leaves. Yeah. He pieces out on Darcy. It's like it breaks through the confines of being in the TV show there. Like, he finally, like, comes back, you know, mentally. Yeah, he's in the middle of, like, an office-style interview, and he, like, takes off the lapel mic and flies out of there, something like that. Yes. I was just thinking, there's a lapel mic and a boom. Is that normal? I don't know. Gotta get that backup audio, just like Ah. this podcast. That's why you have the hijack rolling. (laughs) (laughs) You know. I think the third front. Pro- so we have Wanda in bed, Vision hanging out. <laughs> I like your notes. Wanda in bed. Second note, <laughs> middle part. Vision hanging out with the clowns and Cat Dennings, and then again, Captain Rambo tries to show her quality by trying to get through the hex, like in this big, like moon lunar type vehicle. Oh, that was that episode. We take that, mm-hmm. Pappy. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Um, Did you like it? This this stuff has always been my least favorite part of it. Um, It looked okay, I guess. Like, it seemed a little misguided to just keep going, you know, at some point. But I I don't know. (laughs) Like, the effect of where it spits it back out, then it's, like, half old truck, half new truck. Like, that's, like, I like that kind of, like, ideas, right? But then she ends up running through it, and I guess she's now a superhero, Right, that's what we're supposed to gather. She's full, Photon. full Avenger, basically. I have no idea which Avenger she's supposed to be. Captain America. When her vehicle is like halfway stuck in the hex, and she's like just keeps flooring it. Does that remind you of Maximum Overdrive at all? Oof. <laughs> the beginning <laughs> bridge more scene. ACDC. Yeah. <laughs> Not enough parallels to Young Guns, but you could see it somewhat. Somewhat. <laughs> I guess I, I, yeah, she goes through that hex and she becomes some sort of mutant Avenger. Kylo, I was, I was going to ask you about this. Like, is this kind of just proving that Wanda is like the impetus for this next generation of superheroes? 
I mean, that's been my mental theory uh, kind of from the beginning. I think I talked about that at least once on these podcasts. For sure. Um, but maybe it's going to be just Captain Rambo. I mean, I would like to think that this is the introduction to mutants, but getting that we're so close to the end now, it's seeming less likely unless there's a, a big ending, which there could be. Did you guys like keep up on any of the like other commentary and stuff? Like, I found this like new or not even I don't even know it's you like this YouTube channel called New Rock Stars, and they're okay. But like, there's like we talked about this. Like, there's hundreds of YouTube channels like making content. Have you guys watched any of that? I watch. Uh, I I try to watch some of the Screen Junkie Easter eggs every week, but I don't think I got around to it for uh, episode eight because I it gives out a lot of information. That I don't necessarily want to know. Like to Kylo's point, like, and like the whole like Pietro thing, like, and I think it's like, I don't know if it's like the end of this episode or later, like, where it's basically confirmed that he's just a guy. Like, he's definitely not like an X Men. Those people are going to lose their shit, right? If nothing big happens at the end and they're all made to look like fools. <laughs> don't you think so? Like, Maybe. I mean, I, I think there is room for him to still be an X Men. Um, I like the way you say that, by the way. Um, Thanks. <laughs> I, I I don't know if uh, Ag... I mean, I, we're going to obviously get ahead here, but I don't know if Agatha has the ability to just give him X-Men powers. Maybe she does. I'd like to think she plucked this guy for that reason. You know, he has the Quicksilver speed. Therefore, he's a suitable replacement. Hmm. What's the actor's hmm. name? Evan uh, Peters. Peters? Yeah. So this is like the first like troll casting in history. Troll! <laughs> Matt Troll. Like they like they knew the exact kind of discourse that like casting this person would generate. Yeah. Right? Had to it. Well, why do you think there's a period on that sentence, Pap? We still have an episode left. I, I, I don't know. I, I thought like with the purple stuff in the back that there was just more confirmed that he's not an X-Men. Um, I think it doesn't mean that X-Men won't show up. Let me wrap up episode seven really quick because uh, Kylo mentioned it. Agnes is revealed to be the great Agatha Harkness, the witch. I think every one of us on the pod at some point thought that she might be that specifically Brett. I know you said that last episode. Yeah. So that's who she is. She's been pulling the strings and me and Kylo kind of gotten a little, not argument, but like, Kylo, you thought that this meant that, okay, so there's a deleted scene at the end, mid-credits, the first one, and Pietro shows up and he's like, catches Rambo snooping around Agatha's basement and he says, Snooper's gonna snoop. It's a great line, it's entertaining, but you took that to mean that he was somewhat independent of Agatha? I, I still don't see that after 7 and 8. Right, I think it's a misdirect. I think you're meant to think that he is under control of Agatha right there um, because we haven't seen him, you know, since that moment, meaning he wasn't in episode eight, neither was Captain Rambo. Um, but also, I don't know if Agatha, again, like, I don't know the extent of her abilities here. I don't know if she can control him remotely in that way. She's down in the basement having a conversation, doing other magic. Like, I don't know if she's also, like, puppeteering you know, using some energy to do that, like kind of on the side. Can she balance those two things at the same time? Maybe, but I'd like to think no. It's more of a Wanda thing. 
Yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay, so episode eight, previously on, really confusing uh, title. Real oh, quick. Yeah, go for it. How good is that Agatha All Along song? It's very catchy. I like it a lot. I was digging it. The one thing that song made me think of is that, like any other show, I probably wouldn't really like that sequence very much, but I, f- I really feel like this show's earned it, so it just embraced all that corniness that was in there. Well, there are a lot of good memes, too, because it ends with, like, she killed Sparky, too, but then she's like, insert any shitty thing that's happening in the world right now, including I spread the rumor of three-hour uh, episodes at the end, uh, <laughs> too. I can't remember. I'll just do a blanket statement. I can't remember if it was episode seven or eight, but I remember thinking uh, early on in the episode and thinking it throughout the whole episode. Holy crap! Elizabeth Olsen is—is is that her name? Yeah, she is acting her tail off. Like uh, it. I'm not saying she's never been good, but like there were parts in these last two episodes where I was thinking, man, she's actually a really, really good actress, and she's killing it in this show. So I thought she show I, I thought she showed her acting chops in these two episodes at least. Brett, how do you rank the Olsen siblings? <laughs> Elizabeth, Mary Kate, Ashley. Oh, uh, Elizabeth, Ashley, and Mary Kate. That's good. <laughs> I like how he has that at the ready. You can't argue with that. <laughs> <laughs> the layman doesn't know the difference between Mary Kate and Ashley, but Brett certainly does. Yeah, they haven't seen Passport to Paris. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't seen the hip hop rap video that we saw last week the fucking diss track yeah <laughs> yeah dude they had bars <laughs> gosh <laughs> alright it's slime episode 8 it's called previously on it's called previously on and that's like one of my least favorite titles of an episode the season so far I think it's a cliche I think it's a I think it's used on a lot of TV shows I feel like previously on WandaVision but on Dragon Ball Z as a podcast, that those words are just going to trip us up over and over again. It starts off with a cold open. It's Agatha. It's it's her origin story. And she's like a witch, Salem witch times. And instead of being burned by townspeople, she's going to be like killed by other witches. And instead, she like turns it around and sucks like their life force out of them. Uh, what mm-hmm. meanings are like, is there anything else like special or new to take from this Kylo that's like interesting? Uh, yeah, they they shoot with her with the blue, but she's got the purple. Ah, she got that purple, <laughs> that lean. She got that purple lean. The purple is better than the blue. I thought uh, I actually mentioned it to Brittany afterwards. Like, whether it's scary or not, that to me that came off almost as like a legit horror scene. Like, I thought it was super well done, and I I was like, man, I bet kids that are like eight or below that really like this show could have definitely got the heebie-jeebies because that was like I thought really like super creepy and really well done definitely I need to know more about that purple and blue though Kylo what's it mean (laughs) fuck I don't know man look everyone's got a color okay (laughs) if you got magic (laughs) what color is your magic Wanda's magic is red Agatha's magic is purple their magic was blue (laughs) I think it's I thought it was to imply that because they said that she had delved into something that was too powerful for her to handle. They, at least they thought 
and it turns out that it wasn't. So that's that's the way I took it. That she's got magic that all these weaches don't have on her. So that's the way I took it. Yeah. That she dabbled in something she wasn't supposed to, and that's what made her be able to overpower witches who were previously more powerful than her. And I think you're right, Brett. When she overtakes them and it like sucks the life out of them and they just look like these horrible mummified corpses, it's really mm. cool looking. But also, you know, it's got that edge to it. It is kind of scary looking. Maybe a little kid be too much for him. It's like the beginning of Ernest Scared Stupid or something like that. It's something similar to that. <laughs> That's just gross. That <laughs> the, the trolls and Ernest Scared Stupid. There's another troll reference. Yeah, man, that's that movie scared the bejesus out of me when I was a kid. But we'll <laughs> go on to something else, I guess. So, her origin story, Agatha's, starts off the episode, but the episode, the meat of it, is filled with kind of this Christmas Carol type plot where Agatha takes Wanda or Elizabeth Olsen, but definitely not the Scarlet Witch, takes her back into time to like kind of figure out the origin of her powers. So. Pappy, I'll let you go first here. There's four different scenes, but do you have like a favorite one and why is it your favorite? Uh, well, first of all, I just wanted to say Coven sounds like oven uh, from the last <laughs> For sure. scene. Yeah, it's um, her, her witch Coven. I don't know. I'll just start with the first one, I guess. Uh, Sokovia, tiny uh, Hedwig in the Angry Inch style apartment that she grew up in. Um, we find out that the reason that she has been referencing all of these specific, uh, all these specific shows, or I guess that's what her dad had in that like case of bootleg DVDs or whatever that he would sell, or I, that that's what it was. Right, he was like selling those. That was the idea. That's the idea I got. Yeah. So he sells them on the side, but they watch him on the meantime. So he kind of gets high off his own supply a little bit. Except well, except for yeah, they're they're hooked on that Dick Van Dyke, which is the <laughs> the dirtiest name in the history of television. Um, but it's yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's shocking because it's a very sweet scene, and like I said I like Dick Van Dyke quite a bit. I don't remember the Nut episode at all, actually. Um, but apparently, there's a lot of parallels between that and like the series as a whole. But then, like out of nowhere, a Stark. Uh, missile or bomb or whatever gets dropped in the middle of their crazy and uh their parents are dead and her and pietro are stuck beneath like a bed or something i don't like a rafter i don't remember dick nutted and they were then there was an explosion Mm -hmm. (laughs) exactly so uh, this isn't like breaking news to anyone but this is talked about in um age of ultron yep so in the movie that that Wanda and Pietro are introduced in, they're villains and they hate Tony Stark and they hate Tony Stark because of this. You know, their their parents get killed and what do they get killed by? A fucking big missile that says Stark on it in huge red letters. So um, I think I was actually thinking about doing this, but Josh would probably be better suited. I want to make like a little edit of her telling that story and then show footage from this movie. How cool would that be? Yeah, uh, but it's a nice. very good tie-in, and I think it works really well. Especially of how sudden it is when they're watching the show, and it's all super light and, and fun and nice, and it's just family time, and then boom, parents are dead. Just like that. I I get... Here's the thing. is 
it would have made more sense to me if they would have done what other shows or movies will do when they're in a bad situation. Like they're obviously in a country that's war torn. There's a war battles going on. To me, it would have been more realistic if when they looked out, they saw on the horizon, like, you know, bombs going off or like lights flickering. But to me, like I, I get wanting to protect your kids and trying to make it seem like everything's fine. But they literally look out and there are people shooting at each other right below them like that at that time i think it's time to get your kids and go or at least put on something like gun smoke you know train them prepare them for war mash yeah like like i get it like i i think of like justice league like they're they're all hiding in that little wherever they're at because it's just weird to me like i feel like they should have gone earlier but then again it's in the script I, i don't have a problem with it 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 was real cool and real, I mean, and, you know, tugged at your heartstrings that they're trying to live a normal life in this poor little place. But like at that point, when the the fighting is literally on your front doorstep, you need to go or you mm-hmm. need to be hiding in the bunker. Don't you ever compare this to <laughs> Justice League ever. Eh. You hear me? Snyder Cut podcast coming soon. I do. I do really, really love uh, Josh. You described it as the Christmas Carol style uh, formats are really apt description because it's like Muppets. she's kind of coming in and out of it. I like when they're like showing the I guess it's like snow and like the them and like a, it looks like a very practical set uh, towards the end of that scene. Um, but I guess I don't know, Josh. Do you like this like format of the storytelling? Because this is like out of nowhere, right? Like we're now like it's not really like re- related to television storytelling at all. It's kind of like. <laughs> We're in its own thing now. It's like right? Avengers Five. It's like real. We got in real deep, right? Um, maybe in hindsight, I can pick apart a few things. Like the doorways looked really cool. I like the doorways. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to pick them apart necessarily. And I think I was really engaged because you know the scenes that they pick out are all really exciting. I think. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I I still think going back to our first couple of episodes of the show, like we could still be in I Love Lucyville here and I'd be having a grand old time and we'd still be podding it, having a hoot and a holler. <laughs> but it wanted to be like a little more serious than that. And to Brett's point, what I got from that fight scene, Brett, is that the mom like they've been living amongst this fighting for a while. This isn't the first time she's looked down and seen soldiers like scuttling about. So Yeah, I guess her face did kind of say that. I just <sighs> It's still really sad. I would want my kids to get the hell out of there for sure. Um But let's move on to the next doorway that Wanda walks through. Um Well wait a second. One last thing about the bomb. One new piece that they didn't say in Ultron was that Wanda, I guess, is the reason it didn't explode, rather than mm. just like a lucky happenstance. That's definitely what Agatha, Agatha thinks. Chaos magic. <laughs> it's chaos magic, baby. All right, let's move on. When Wanda goes to Wait, this, what is that? Sorry, what does chaos magic mean? Do you guys? I, it's red. Okay, the red kind <laughs> colors, man. Right, that makes sense. It's magic that. Dr. Ian Malcolm does. (laughs) 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 The best joke of the podcast. It's all downhill from here. (laughs) Wanda is being experimented on by Hydra, I guess, in this next scene. And 
I really don't know the difference between your average hydras, shields, and swords, but this is another scene, Kylo, that was hinted at in movies past. Yeah, I think when we first saw uh, Wanda and Pietro was in an after credit scene before Age of Ultron. I don't remember what movie, though. Um, but in Age of Ultron, it's just like, they're there, they have powers, they're weapons of Hydra, right? And then we find out they got their powers from the Mind Stone. We don't see Pietro, but we do get to see kind of what happens from Wanda's perspective. Well, I guess from a little bit of an outside perspective as well. Uh, but she she's taken into the room where the Loki's scepter is from the first Avengers, which has the Mind Stone, and it seems like it chooses her, right? And I guess the idea is, like, Wanda actually has magic already, right? She's already a witch, but the stone, the Infinity Stone from the Scepter kind of helps awaken that further. And then um, she sees herself in a Halloween costume and a kind yeah. of vision there. <laughs> That's the Winter Soldier, by the way, is that they were, they made their debut in the post credit scene. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So were they just murdering people in that chamber with the Mind Stone before her? They make some comment like, it's killed everyone else so far. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think so. <laughs> How many people do you get to everyone else? Because everyone sounds like a lot more than like six to me. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe six dozen. <laughs> Pap, I'm kicking this next one to you. They walk through another door. Sure. And this represents the time that... Wanda and Vision, I think, fell in love. Uh, Wanda's going through grief, and as far as a dramatic argument, dramatic center point for this whole series, it's this point about grief. I tease it at the top with my spoiler, kind of riffed off it, but like, what are your thoughts on this scene, and how does it hold up to non-superhero movies as far as just drama and love What's the, it's, grief is the persistence of love? Is that the official line? What is love, but, wait. what don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. (laughs) What is is grief but love persevering? Yeah. Oh, I thought I thought I was right, but okay. It's a a sweet scene. Um, And there's a lot of kind of. I, I don't know, not not meta lines, I guess, but like when she's talking about it's not that kind of show. You know, that's that's cute too. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's This is a much more mature take on like processing grief than your average superhero fair, just like in general, right? Like there's not someone uh, dressing up like a bat uh, from now on because their parents <laughs> died. This is a little bit more of a a, a more serious like look at the emotions i would say the disrespect um I, i'm not a big fan of the malcolm in the middle in the scene like i mentioned at the top of the show brings back hard memories but yeah i don't that line that line's a really good a really sweet line um and yeah I, I, this is a nice like beat to hit to remind us of what their love was like when it was un you know corrupted by her magic right you really like the scene, I'm guessing, right, Josh? Is that what you're getting at? Is this an all-time love scene for you? No. And honestly, I thought of all these Christmas Carol scenes, the first one was the strongest and the most visceral. But I have seen a lot of love from like uh, film and writers' Twitter. Like 
oh man, I wish I had written that line or like everyone will remember this line from the series and did it catch you guys that hard or is that just something? I've never experienced loss because I've never had a loved one to lose. But what is grief? If not love, persevering. I saw a meme that said like, that would be um, film Twitter's favorite line if it was in an A24 movie. And I'm like, that's <laughs> such bullshit. Like, <laughs> that's so disingenuous. Uh, it's fine. You know, I don't think it's necessarily when they fell in love. I just think it's like when they started connecting as people. Uh, or I, I don't know if you want to call them a person, but you know. Wow. Uh, you don't see a lot Whoa. of that. Humanist. The- Yikes. At a point. <laughs> Sorry to all the cyborg humanoids out there. We, yeah, fuck them. We we do not condone. We do not, yeah. You The only times you really see Wanda and Vision com- connecting in a non-romantic way is in Civil War, when Wanda is basically being forcibly quarantined and Vision is has kind of voluntarily acted as her babysitter in mm-hmm. a way. Yeah, but even still, I think they hint at their closeness right and and that's you know some of their closeness starting to grow and then somewhere in between movies they become romantically involved is the way i look at it i don't necessarily mm-hmm. think it starts there but i think it um as uh, you know they started getting a connection at least i'll say this though josh it didn't that line didn't catch me in the moment but then like you can tell they thought it was a really good line because then Wanda kind of goes Hmm. And like thinks about it for like five seconds and Vision kind of goes, hmm. And then they both turn back to the TV. Like the show basks in that line for a little bit. <laughs> Almost as much as Vision saying, what did he say a couple episodes ago, Kylo? You don't get to make that decision for me, Wanda. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That was some good that was shit. Good. Yeah. I'm with Brett. Uh, what's the fourth one here? Oh, it's the actual true story of Wanda infiltrating S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, it's a little different from the video that the Shield Hayward, I think is his name. It's a little bit different than the small clip he shows, and it's a little bit different than we're led to believe. She actually doesn't take his body, which is... Yeah, weird. I'm trying to figure out what that means. Yeah, right? What do you think it means, Brett? Oh, man. Uh, that maybe Hayward is probably just used that excuse to get sword swords resources and maybe other people to maybe it's like a rally like a rallying point like uh in the first avengers when uh who is it fury's like oh yeah they killed i, I don't remember the the guy who dies and then comes back Col- to life colson yeah like they use that as a rallying point you know that guy they knew for like half a day um but i feel like maybe that's what that was and they're like oh he, she stole from us we need to get this back but what he's really trying to do is get her back? I, I don't know. I don't know. I'll tell you what it means, Josh. It means next episode we're going to see Vision versus Vision. <gasps> so how can there That's be two, like. two Visions, Corey? How, how do they slice that out? Because there is a like whitish, grayish, pale Vision from the comics, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I just assumed that was just... Uh, redrawn 90s vision you know they kind of like started redrawing characters and changing costumes in the 90s to make them more cool i don't really know much about vision as a character to be honest 
Um, but obviously, vision in Wanda's hex is projected by Wanda. Where we, where we come to find, we see that in fact, right? When she creates the hex, which which we see um, in Westview, uh, she creates a vision, right? So she doesn't actually assemble the body and give it life, as I and probably all of us thought. Uh, that leaves Vision's actual body with the sword guy, and he is able to reinvent Vision in a way. And uh, I, th I think what they're trying to tell us is that this is a sinister Vision. I don't think he's going to be a, the, the Vision we know and love. <laughs> I think he's going to be actually Ultron, but huh. uh, we'll see. Now, which one is the real Vision? Is the one in like I think it's a little telling that Vision a couple episodes ago, even if just for a short time, was able to break through the hex and go against Wanda's will, you know, even verbally to shield and sword and be like, hey, stop her. So is he actually an independent entity? I guess it's the same question for the twins, too, right? I don't know if it's answerable yet. The Olsen twins? <laughs> right. <laughs> like if he would have left the hex, would he have been like corporeal would he have been or was he only kind of like uh, to josh's point is he a real person or is he just a manifestation of uh what wanda wants like you see him when he pops out which is what got josh thinking of whether he's real or not but like if he would have separated himself completely from the hex would he have existed still no. he i don't think he can separate himself from the hex because he's part of it Okay. Uh, the That's reason that he was getting pulled back, I think, now, looking at it from this angle, is that he was actually just, like, forcing some of the energy from the Hex, which he is comprised of, to move slightly out of its designated perimeter. That mm. makes sense? Yes. I still think it's going to come out that that is more or less, like, the real vision. There's a little hint that when episode eight's mid credit scene, when they reveal this, like, white-gray vision... They show that they had to use like that toy helicopter because it still had some of like Wanda's static power attached to it. The red. So if that's what's able to make this like kind of false, empty, hollow vision come awake, then it stands to reason that the source of Wanda's power could create. I, I don't know. I think it has something to do with the Mind Stone too, right? Like the way that Vision was killed the first time. It's like all this energy flowing between him and Wanda. I don't know. Is there anything there? Am I just scratched in that nothing? Oh, I see. I just, I don't know. Like, you, what you were just saying with, like, they needed, like, the helicopter thing to, like, power this vision. And, like, we've all known that Coulson, is that his name, right? Coulson was a bad guy. Hayward. Based solely on the way that he interacts with the other characters. Like, I, we, we've sucked this show's dick a lot. Like, I, I think this whole plot is like pretty disappointing, honestly. Like barring any twists, like it's just been kind of like super generic and like frankly confusing. Like I, I still don't understand like why like they've been trying to do visions and like they needed something from inside to pow to literally power it. That's the idea. Yeah, you're right. By the way, you meant you said Colson. That's my 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 bad for bringing Colson. It's uh, Tyler Hayward. Tyler Hayward. Sorry. Colson yeah. was the guy from Agents of uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. and stuff. I see where you're coming from, Pappy. Um, you know, there's still more story to tell, so we'll see what gets fixed. <laughs> but 
Yeah, I, I was kind of starting to be a little bit more nitpicky myself, um, especially about the kids. You know, she's been going, my kids, my kids, you got my kids. It's like, bitch, you don't have any fucking kids. <laughs> you know, yeah. you've, you've made some fucking fake kids in here. All of a sudden, you're like this loving mother who has two eight-year-olds. Like, you you carried them and you fucking nursed them. Like, you had them for five minutes. They're not really your kids. I don't know. That, that shit was kind of bugging me a little bit. Well, even Agatha, like, busts her out. She's like, your kids? Josh, let the hate flow through you. Pick some nits. <laughs> I don't have much hate yet, Pap. I'm ready to see it finish. You like the Hayward stuff? Like, I actually like him as an actor. I've been it sitting. It couldn't be more shallow if it was a kiddie pool. <laughs> you could break your neck just like falling into it. It's it's so surface level, <laughs> dude. There's this weird thing about me that maybe it's because it's so obviously surface level. It's tricking me into thinking maybe this guy is actually good. And I've had that thought cross my mind every single episode so far. Is, is he really, like, that bad? <laughs> well, it's going to be, like, the unintended consequences of making this. Like, oh, he's a bad guy. Like, but he did lie, too. I mean, that's kind of a bad thing, right? Like, confirmed. Yeah, but it's just, like, classic ends justify the means or not question. Just what, just like I think, like, maybe it's a little cheesy the way they, are, they got to two visions. But I think the question of, you know, which vision is the real one like is there like a soul involved here or something i think they could get to some kind of interesting stuff in the storyline i like the point you brought up though about like when she was destroying vision like she had her energy on him was there some like transmission of you know vision consciousness plus you know, maybe we talked about this offline josh but like maybe shuri has like a vision download from when she was trying to remove the mind stone legitimately in infinity war right um, i think some questions will be answered soon or not fuck <laughs> so there's supposed to be a big cameo in this and i haven't uh, like i'm not trying to be morbid when i bring when i bring this up but i think it could possibly be chadwick boseman as black panther i think there's Oof. Uh, this obvious connection to Wakanda and Shuri and Black Panther to Vision, as Corey just laid out. and Vibranium, yeah. Yeah, and like the whole thing with trying to remove his Mind Stone, and maybe they did remove part of it so they can bring part of him back or something. Like half of his personality is maintained or something. But uh, shooting wrapped on WandaVision in February, and Chadwick didn't die until uh, July, Fe- I think? February 2020. I take it, yeah. Right? Okay, last year. I didn't right? know. I didn't know how they were filming. I'm sure. I mean, I was 95 percent sure. That's what I just wanted to make sure. So oh, he yeah. died like three or four months after the wrap hmm. of this. So it's possible. Who who else is in the running? I know there's a lot of theories out there. Let's just name drop a few that you think Luke are Skywalker. Hopeful. Of course, Pappy thinks it's going to be Luke. <laughs> um, so apparently, I heard that this rumor is largely based on an interviews that Paul Bettany gave and now there's speculation that he's just kind of trolling that he's his own cameo you know what i mean like oh because oh. like the interview he says thing i've never been on screen with this person like i i've like and he's like <laughs> over the top like I, I really respect them as an actor blah 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 like i don't know so th- i've heard that there might not be a big cameo but then the Bummer. doctor strange is like the the one that everyone else says right oh is there any chance it could be aaron taylor johnson or is he like dead dead 
<laughs> like he shows up as the character he played in Nocturnal Animals and it's just like <laughs> oh, fucking ruins it. Just like she walks by, he's taking a dump on the front porch. Yeah. <laughs> he gets up, he doesn't wipe like he does in the movie. He just gets up. It's like the Aaron Taylor Johnson multiverse. There's like a kick ass. <laughs> yeah, but what's Evan Peters gonna do? Because he's in that movie too. Oh right. <laughs> I think it'd be cool if the show moved on and Ev- Evan Peters became like her new brother, actually. Like, they just are like, this is weird, but we got to go with it. Yeah. I think it could be Joss Whedon, maybe. The, the director? <laughs> Everyone loves Joss. I can't think of anything. Jo- I mean, Doctor Strange, they're going to have to set up something. I mean, maybe the Falcon and. Ugh. Yeah, I can't like the Falcon either, but if the Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier come and they set up their episode, like they come and save them. Some of the big fan speculation is Fantastic Four, Ooh, which is I'd not like going to happen. Uh, but that's some of the big fan. I, I mean, I just don't think it's going to happen. I think we'll see someone we know. Right? Edward Norton as the Hulk. Pap, before final <laughs> thoughts here, I want to get this from you. Like, you've mm. talked to me a lot about it, but this is something the audience hasn't heard. Uh-oh. What can WandaVision do to avoid the trappings of a Luke Skywalker-esque uh, Deuce X Skywalker episode here? Like, what can they do to not piss you off, I guess, is the question. That's a, this is a good call getting me on record beforehand, so I'm going to be beholden to this on the next episode when I want to be cranky pappy <laughs> if we do a late night recording. Um I don't know. I think it's, it's such a different thing, I guess, first of all, right? Uh, because it's not recalling a character from a, a film series thirty years, forty years ago. No matter what, um, I don't. I honestly, I don't think it could piss me off. Like uh, Marvel always has been good at creating conversation, leading into the next phase or next set of films or next show, right? So. I think there's going to be a lot of you know unanswered questions that we get, which won't necessarily piss me off. The difference would be is if, like, like the equivalent would be if like literally like Tony Stark or something like showed up. You know what I mean? Like if Iron, like Iron Man or something like some like the most generic obvious character. I I just don't see this series making me that mad. I like it too much. I don't I don't know. Kylo, do you have any any fears? Uh, fears no i'm pretty open you know i'm pretty easy with marvel stuff like uh i'm less critical uh, than i am with star wars stuff so um i think my just giving it some thought just now based on what you guys said um it'll probably be this is going to be my go on record uh mordo from doctor strange so he had like an open-ended ending at the end of doctor strange where he was like you know, he was training Doctor Strange, and then he, like, became bad or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. I've been waiting for him. Yeah. Cho- he's Cho- magic. Edge of Four. Yeah, he's magic. So, yeah. It could be him. Wait. I'll go with that one. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Hmm. He's a big-time star, too. That'd be good. That'd be really good for them. Do you guys want to do final thoughts separately from yes or no's, or just wrap them into a ball? Just wrap them. All right. Ball. Wrap it up. I'll go first. Josh from Goshen here. Uh, I might have had the most positive experience with these two episodes i really really liked them i was really anticipating them almost expecting them to let me down and i don't feel like they did the visuals in the show are off the chart uh i still like Catherine han a lot 
Um, she does a really good job too. I, I don't know, guys. I, I think we talked about everything. I I just still like this series, and I hope that it doesn't pull like a Game of Thrones and just have like the shittiest last episode ever. <laughs> so, um, or a Seinfeld. I guess it'd be a more fair comparison. But, uh, Pappy, why don't you go ahead and go next? Uh, yeah, I'll give these both yeses. Um, whereas like maybe the other earlier episodes, I was like rock hard, Figo Mortensen, pulsing yeses. These are most just like regular pulsing yeses. <laughs> um, Dirk Diggler's. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I wish that like, I don't understand necessarily why she would adopt a modern family office esque theme at that point. You know what I mean? Especially if these are all going to be based on like, dvds from her past and i and then i really wish that when we were getting that yeah i get it was like a like a previously on type thing but it it was really just kind of like on its own little world in terms of like format and storytelling there wasn't really any kind of television tropey like elements present at all it was just more or less like you said josh more of like a christmas carol type thing but i did love a lot of the visuals in that so like there's a lot to like in this um I, I do miss, like you said, Josh, I miss the early days of the show, but I'm still still thoroughly entertained. So yes is for both. Brett? Yeah, I mean, obviously, yes is for both of them for me. Here's my thing with Catherine Hahn. Catherine Hahn, because she tends to play the same type of character, she's always been a less is more for me. Uh, so... That her being in that last episode, like the whole time, was uh, maybe a little too much for me. That's that's my actually my only thing of the last two about that because she just grates on me a little bit. Uh, and when she's on it so long, but yeah, this these are really cool. I'm I'm sad to see this end, but I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. So, definite yeses for me, Kylo. All right, uh, well, I'm gonna give. Breaking the fourth wall, a no. Oh. And previously Ooh. on, a yes. And I only say that because that's where I thoroughly enjoyed every episode in this season. Um, pretty much the whole runtime of Breaking the Fourth Wall, episode seven, just just wasn't doing it for me. Maybe it's like the that style of comedy that they tried to insert like is really not for me like that those kind of shows i don't watch you know i don't watch modern family in the office so uh that's probably it on that one but i really did like episode eight and even though it's different you know it it was very engaging for me to go back and fill in these gaps of things in marvel that you know have been talked about or have not even in some cases been talked about but just like hinted at and we get to see that so uh, I mean, it's cool for me. I like to, you know, see what happens kind of in between. And I actually hope we get to see more of that in other seasons. Like, you know, I guess as an example, maybe Falcon and Winter Soldier. I was really curious about Bucky when he was the Winter Soldier pulling missions. Like, I, I've always wanted to see more of that on screen because they talked about it. Like, he was just this insane killer and he went on all these missions that you know, no one could stop him. So, Maybe we'll get some of those kind of flashbacks, too, in that. I, mm. I just like that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, normal format of the show aside. But I have a quick question. I I haven't seen this. How does Seinfeld end? What's wrong with the ending of that? Well, I feel like it's looked... First of all, I'll let Josh answer, but 
I feel like it's looked upon better now than it was when it first came out. But go ahead, Josh. Uh, Basically, Kylo, the four of them are on trial jointly for like all their sins against humanity or something. It's really it's a really dumb premise. And they're like really, really bad people like throughout the whole show and like they get their come up. And so I was thinking about making a future spoilers pick and I'd have to run it by probably Pappy and Stevie or something. But like, could I do the Seinfeld finale as a official episode of spoilers? I'd do it. Why not? It'd be pretty fun. Why not? Well, guys. So, Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Corey. Everybody, pretty much everyone they could get that they've wronged in their past are, they come on the show as character witnesses. So it's pretty much like a bottle episode that is kind of like flashbacks, but and then in the end they get sentenced to a year in jail where they're all in jail together in the same cell. All the actors come back on and say their tagline. I think a big problem too is there's like an unbelievable amount of hype around it and leading up to it. And For sure. I think it's impossible to live up to that, mm. especially back then. Well, thank you. Kind of like the ending of WandaVision has. Yeah, but. it's going to be disappointing. Probably it's going to have to be, right? <laughs> if John Krasinski doesn't show up with uh, Doctor Emily. Strange and we don't get X-Men, I'm going to be fucking pissed. <laughs> All right, guys. I need Emily we... Blunt or I'm going to be ticked. You need Emily's Blunt? What? Emily Blunt. Ah, gotcha. She's... Yeah. I know who it is. Yeah. Okay, so let's finish out this episode. I want to do a quick trivia, as usual, just for fun and to see who can pass it away to Spoiler Man at the end. But I did a little digging. Corey, he's not just like a differently drawn vision when he's like silver in the comics. He come kind of comes back similarly. Someone's trying to reconstruct him to turn him into a weapon. Oh. Uh, so it's it's kind of like that same thing. It's... It happens in West Coast Avengers, Volume 2, Issue 45. And scanning through it, the one scene that really struck me was uh, Captain America just laying into this new vision about how he needs to put clothes on. (laughs) It's pretty funny. What what decade? Is this 90s? Uh, No, that was uh, 85, I think, 84. Man. So it's just pretty funny to see, like picturing, you know, Chris Evans like berating Paul Bettany to put something. <laughs> yeah, that on. version of him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I I kind of peeked ahead to issue forty six and forty seven just to see if I could get ahead on like the plot to this, and I didn't. But I saw that there is a different Avengers. Not only are there West Coast Avengers, there's also a Great Lakes Avengers. I don't what? Know if you guys Wait, heard of really? these boys? Yes. <laughs> Trivia for tonight, and I'll tell you the name of a couple of them too after we go go through it. But how how many founding members are there for the Great wow. Lakes Avengers who are based out of Wisconsin, I believe? Who's up? Uh, let's go east to east, Brett. You're first. All right. No, I'll no, say... no, 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 no. Corey's oh. already like won one of these. Like, let's go west. So have I. All right. Let's go westest, eastest, then middlest. I like it. Corey, Brett, Pat. Uh, Founding members, Great Lakes. I'm going to say, well, you know what? They probably started small. I'm going to go with four. Brett. I'm going to go with uh, five for the five Great Lakes. Fuck. God fucking damn you, Brett. I was going to go five for the five Great Lakes. H-O-M-E-S. 
That's why I wanted to go first. Would you guys consider tossing it at the same time, like on the count of three or something cute like that? Well, <laughs> the answer five. The answer is five. Brett wins. Yeah. Damn, I That's why I wanted to go first because I'm like, it's got to be five. Huron, Ontario, H O Michigan, Erie, H O M E S Superior. Superior. But I win. Deadpool at one point kind of appears and he's like a brief member, but some of the more known members in quotes are Grasshopper, Monkey Joe, Mm. Squirrel Girl, Doorman, Flatman, Big Bertha, and the guy who started it all, Mr. Immortal, Craig Hollis, who found out he was immortal by trying to commit suicide a bunch of times. Nothing more Midwest than that. One's a fucking Doorman (laughs) and one's a fucking Flatman. (laughs) Well, Squirrel Girl is still popular. Yeah, she's gonna she's getting more and more popular. Like yeah. everyone's gonna know who Squirrel Girl is in the next five years. Squirrel almost, Girl stocks going it. up. <laughs> Diamond hands by now. Some people think she's like the most powerful Marvel <laughs> character. She's beaten uh, Wolverine in a fight without using claws and stuff. She's like really. She sounds like kind of an asshole because she left the Great Lakes Avengers because she felt like uh, they were holding her back from her true potential. It's kind of yeah. Prima Donna there, Squirrel. She's really great in a fight, but she just runs to the other side of whatever tree is nearest to you and circles around it. <laughs> Can't hit her. All right, Bright, you're the winner with the exact number. Congrats, man. All right, so uh, I don't know. I think maybe that uh, Tyler Hayward might be Ultron. Take it away, spoiler man. Special thank you to our patrons Matt Troll, Brother Brian. Druid King. Nick, if you'd like to request an episode, hear your name read by Spoiler Man, or even just help us make podcasts, please check us out on patreon.com slash spoilers podcast. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcast spoilers. It's lit. You don't get to make that decision for me, Wanda. That was spoilers.